With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by Dr. Sam Page. He is the St. Louis County Executive. He joins us here on 101 ESPN. Dr. Page, thanks so much for the time today. How are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm doing fine. Lots, uh, lots going on. Absolutely. So let's get right to it. Earlier today, you had a press conference about the changes that you are implementing, the restrictions really for youth sports as COVID-19 cases are spiking here in St. Louis. Uh, I want to start with this just to get your perspective on this. What, why was this necessary in your opinion? Well, first of all, folks can read their restrictions at stlcorona.com and can download the restrictions and read them themselves, and I would encourage them to do that, especially if you're involved in organized sports. But we, all of our decisions we make in St. Louis County through our public health department will be made through the uh, advice of our public health experts and our pediatricians and um, other folks that we're working with to make sure that we keep people safe and uh, protect their health. And what we've noticed um, in our contact tracing, uh, when we find positive cases and we trace their contacts, is that we're seeing these more and more around youth sports, not necessarily uh, associated with a shortstop and a runner, but more uh, associated with all of the other activities that are necessary for a game to exist or a competition to exist, people riding together in cars, people socializing, people together on the sidelines, um, people gathering on the sidelines to watch um, adults as well as kids, and we're seeing a very worrisome trend across the country, across the state, and here in our community of a very rapid rise of cases in ni- uh, 9- to 19-year-olds and 20- to 29-year-olds. Sam, uh, look, I've got a obviously a vested interest in this. I run a company called Synergy Hockey, and we provide youth camps for kids uh, throughout the summer, and so, yeah, this this does affect me. And I guess my question to start off would be, uh, if that's the route we're going, then why would we not just eliminate the parents from the process if the actual youth athletes are doing fine statistically and if the database, uh, if there is one, can show that the kids are fine as far as the percentages in their testing of positive results, then why not just eliminate all that ancillary stuff and say, parents, guess what? You can't go. You drop your kids off. You got a coach, and away we go. Let's not make the kids suffer. All of the decisions that we make will be made on the guidance of our public health officials and the pediatricians who help us develop those. And I depend on those uh, experts, epidemiologists, and pediatricians, pediatricians who are involved in sports to help give that guidance. I don't get, uh, even though I'm a medical doctor, I do have a medical degree and I understand the vocabulary and can talk to them at a high level. I let all of the business groups representing all different industries to work directly with our public health department and come up with guidelines to work. And these are the guidelines that they have recommended. And I I trust the judgment of the public health folks and and the pediatricians. They believe that this uh, explosion in this age group is worrisome. They believe that all of the activities that surround a game, a game, a competition, would make it um, impossible to have those run successfully without significant risk. And I'm trusting the pediatricians and the public health experts to determine that risk. And we have too much at stake. We know that there is a myth in our community that kids don't get COVID or if kids get COVID, they don't get sick. And we know that's just not true. 
and we're trying to come up with plans to make sure we can keep kids in school in the fall and an explosion of COVID in this age group is it just puts too much at risk. Well, you talk about an explosion and the contact tracing and, you know, the judgment of your your group of experts, which I'm not calling into question the judgment. Those people are way smarter than I will ever be, and I do. I trust <laughs> their judgment 100%. However, I am curious to know what database they're pulling from. And I understand that, yes, there's a judgment involved and you trust your people and some of this stuff may be out of our control, but there should be numbers to support it. And if that's the case right now for youth sports, wouldn't the same mentality be used for school, getting the kids back to school? I'm just wondering if this explosion is directly based to youth sports or not. So some folks need to see sick people in the hospital and a whole lot of sick people in the ICU before they are convinced. But I depend on our health experts to see trends that will lead to sick people in the hospital, sick kids in the ICU, and get in front of those trends before our hospitals are full. And we know that any decision we make um, related to public health orders will not demonstrate a benefit for at least two weeks, because two weeks is the um, is is the the uh, time that the virus takes to um, to mature, to go through a virus cycle. So any decision we make won't be here for two weeks. So they spot these trends. These experts see these trends and say, you've got to do something now because anything you do now will not improve things for two more weeks. So I, I'm trusting their judgment based on, on their expertise and the data that they have in front of them to make those judgments. But that data point may not be yet a hospital full of sick kids. I would expect that there will be restrictions surrounding uh, sports in schools. We've already heard today that many colleges are, are canceling fall sports and pushing them to the spring. And uh, we know that we're struggling to keep professional athletes playing without fans with an extraordinary amount of support, testing, quarantine, surrounding those players, trying to keep them safe, and they're still having players show up positive. This is uh, a terrible situation that we're in with covid impacting just about every industry, just about every business sector, and we have to fight our way through it, always keeping in mind that that coming out on the other side of this in the best shape depends on protecting the health and welfare of our community, including our kids, as best we can moving forward. In St. Louis County, we're lucky to be in a better position than a lot of places in the country because of the decisions we made, and uh, we're determined to stay there. St. Louis County Executive Dr. Sam Page is joining us here on 101 ESPN. Dr. Page, I do want to kind of press down on what Jamie asked you there, though, because he asked a pretty specific question. What What is the data that we are seeing that is suggesting that is specifically coming from the sporting events? Because I understand we, we are all on the same page here that we don't want kids getting sick. We, we don't want people getting sick. We want to be able to have kids go back to school safely and in a, a healthy way. But th- I think that is a fair question of do we know that this is actually taking place in this way and not these people going to restaurants or these people doing all of the different things that they are now able to do around the city? How specifically do we know that it's coming from the sporting events? So this we, we know and I know what my medical experts are telling me through their contact tracing. They are following these trends. They are seeing an explosion in this age group, and they're seeing an association, a high association, of these people who are uh, these young folks that are turning up positive, 
and the events that they are associated with that are high risk. The, um, there, we do not have genetic tracing with the virus. We can't say that this virus came from this person, but we do know through contact tracing where people have been exposed and we can trace those routes. And the epidemiologists who evaluate contact tracing, evaluate the travels of the people who are turning up positive, have made a determination that these uh, sporting events, not, not the team practicing with itself, because the pediatricians and the public health experts have agreed that controlled setting with teams practicing with themselves in limiting setting is okay, but all of the associated events that go around a competition are where the risk is. What, what events are you specific? Sorry, sorry for breaking in here, Dr. Page, but what specific events are you referencing there? When teams compete. So the pediatricians and public health experts have advised me that their concern is around competitions, socializing, fans at the game, um, fans traveling together to games, kids traveling together to games, that all of the things associated with competition is where they have determined the risk is, and I'm going to trust the pediatricians and the epidemiologists and the public health experts to make the analysis of the information they have and provide me with a recommendation that allows me to make a decision to keep people safe. So, Dr. Page, uh, if I'm trying to dissect this properly, I keep hearing that it's, you know, the people who attend these things and the gatherings that go with them, that practices are okay. So technically, though, the competition itself should be okay as long as we subtract the people that are the gathering. So um, in order to provide you with the information that you need to understand the guidelines closely, I would just ask that you look at stlcorona.com and download those guidelines and walk through them. But the epidemiologists and the pediatricians have told me that their recommendation is not to have competitions between teams, but to let a team practice with itself. I'm sorry, but what is the difference in that? I mean, I have hockey players that are out there and they're competing in close quarters just the same as if you had a kid on the other team. I mean, I could just switch the colors of the jersey. It's it's the same thing, no? Uh, No, it's not. And two reasons. Um, I can make an, uh, an assessment but I am not a pediatrician and an epidemiologist, but I understand the language they speak, and I trust them. But when you have different groups of people who aren't in regular contact with each other, then you have more travel and more association, and you double the amount of folks that are there. And uh, recommendations for people practicing are 10 or less. And so it's not the same. It's, and uh, I don't like this situation with COVID any more than anywhere else. It impacts just about every industry. We're talking about how it in- impacts those industries, and we are, we are going to follow the advice of our public health officials and our doctors and our pandemic task force and all these folks that, that study this closely and try and balance that with our, our need and our community to keep our economy going as much as possible and keep as much activity and educational opportunities going with our kids, but always focused on their safety. Yeah, I agree. And that is the number one goal is to keep all these kids safe and the people that are involved, parents involved too, grandparents that may be driving kids to and from their sporting events. Uh, yes, the goal is to keep them safe. But yeah, I, I am still curious and I've seen the email. I received the email myself this morning uh, and I'm just curious as to you know where the numbers are to support this. And I understand we trust people, but I'm not alone in this, Dr. Page. People are going to want to see hard numbers supporting this decision 
because the economy depends on it. There's local sporting complexes that are going to lose business, go out of business. Employees are looking to feed their families, and they're not going to be able to do that because kids and teams are going to go outside the county to get what they need as far as ice time, field time, soccer time. And so it leaves me just to to be wondering if the database supports it. Hey, look, I'm all for it. But if the data is not there or we can't release it, it's pretty hard to stomach. Well, there will be people um, who will not accept the opinions of our epidemiologists and our public health experts and our pediatricians. They've made this assessment based on the information they have, based on their contact tracing and the way this virus moves and the activity, and I am trusting their judgment. But that is not by any means to discount the economic impact in youth sports. Youth sports in St. Louis is a big economic generator. We have built an industry around youth sports, and and I am sensitive to that. But I am going to trust the judgment of our public health folks and our epidemiologists and our pediatricians, and they have looked at the data, and they have made a determination that this is the right decision. Uh, Folks may want more hard numbers, um, patients in the hospital, kids in the ICU, but the epidemiologists are telling us that that is the trend we're headed to if we don't do things differently. And I'm going to trust their judgment. St. Louis County Executive Dr. Sam Page joining us here on 101 ESPN. I just have a couple of quick questions left for you, Dr. Page. And I'm I'm certainly all for following the science, following the data, and following the experts. And I, I appreciate the fact that you're saying that you're doing that. But I went to the website that you suggested, stlcorona.com. And I'm looking at what is the most recent data, and admittedly, this is from the 9th, so this is one week old, but this is what they have on on the website. And it says the rate of new COVID diagnosis by ages, and it's actually the age group in, in my age, 20 to 29 years old, that have increased by 195% in this span that they're looking at. And I'm just curious if if that is the age group that is spiking, as the doctors would say, why is nothing being done about that, but instead something is being done specifically about the younger age group with these kids that are going to these sporting events? I, I'm just curious about that. Well, we're talking about all of the restrictions, and generally when um, I hear from people who are frustrated about what's happening in a specific business sector, and we have conversations about whether or not their business sector, sector is being treated fairly, I always hear what about the other business sector, sure. and what is not ha- why, aren't, why isn't something bad happening to them, too? And we are watching all of those guidelines. We um, are watching the contact tracing, and we're watching the contact tracing reports. And if our contact tracers begin to trace um, this, uh, these events in the, the 20 to 29-year-olds or the 29 to 30-year-olds back to other venues, back to bars, then uh, we will begin to talk about more restrictions there. But, again, I'm following the recommendations of the epidemiologists and the public health experts, and I'm trusting them to interpret this data. Perhaps what you see published is a week old, and every business sector, not just youth sports, but every business sector is extraordinarily frustrated by the devastating impact of COVID on our country and our community, and we're going to work through it together and try and keep keep people safe until we can get to the other side and, and we can get a vaccine and get back to a new normal. I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Like, I'm not trying to play the, yeah, but that guy um, game with you. But it just, it seems strange that the spike is increasing in my age group. And yet the, the one that is being most significantly impacted by by this decision is, is the younger age group. And listen, I, I'm not a doctor, but 
Um, I'm, I'm fairly certain that I would imagine that the bars are a significant impact in this. And so I, I guess I'm just I'm a little confused by that. But um, that's neither here nor there. Dr. Page, we, we do appreciate your time today. I know you are unbelievably busy. Um, so we appreciate you coming on and explaining your point of view. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And we do have to recognize that we also have to find a pathway to, to get kids in a learning environment that's safe for them in just a short couple of months and keeping kids in a learning environment is a high priority for our community one one question on that dr page if you don't mind um yep. if if we can't have kids going to sporting events how in the world can we have them go to go to class i mean it, it, it we're only That's, a few uh, weeks away now we're going to be talking about that we're working with the superintendents and we're talking about uh, virtual options for kids and we don't know where COVID's going to be in a month from now um, we know that it's moving in the community, and we want to get it slowed, slowed down. We see what happens in the rest of the country when people don't make good decisions, and we want to make sure we're, having, we're making good decisions here and we can stay in a better place. We're talking about all of the guidance around schools. We're talking with the superintendents, and um, I've made it clear that I'd like to see a virtual option for our kids and uh, uh, completely change the, the, um, the risk that they have in an in educational setting. Well, we appreciate the time, Dr. Page. Thanks so much Thank for hopping you. on with Thanks us today. Yep, bye-bye. You got it. That's St. Louis County Executive Dr. Sam Page joining us here on 101 ESPN.